Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Tiki Hut Central. We are live today from Tiki Hut Studios here in Claremont, Florida. My name's Ken Rose. I'm your host for the tonight's show, and I'd like to present our behind-the-scenes gal. Who are you over there? <laughs> Lisa Rose. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? We are great. Are you, are you feeling better? Or are you getting a little yeah, bit of a I'm getting vibe? I'm a little bit or? better. Well, got some food in me. I'm feeling a little better. Yeah, yeah don't, sleep on, don't <laughs> sleep on your desk here because we got to keep you rolling. All right, no sleeping <laughs> on your desk. I'll try not to. It's already and, happened once today. And to the, my left here, I have Mr. Chuck Gainsford from Gainsford Insurance. Say hi to everybody, Chuck. Uh, good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Glad you made it out today. Uh, glad to be here. And I'm glad you left your tie at home. Yes, I did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're, we're going to get into all kinds of uh, insurance stuff with Chuck. We're going to get to know Chuck personally. Um, we're going to have a little fun with Chuck as well. And as everybody knows, on the first show, or the, at the start of every show, we always open with a beer. So um, we have a few beers here. Karen, uh, beer here? This is, uh, I think this is from, no, oh, no, no, this isn't Key West. This is from the South Beach Brewing Company. Oh. This is a strawberry orange mimosa sparkling ale. <laughs> with an alcohol of about 5%, and it's 12 ounces. We're going to bust these open. Okay, I changed my mind. Oh, Lisa has decided. <laughs> you had me at Mimosa. Oh, yeah. I, I had her at Mimosa. <laughs> while we're talking about Mimosas, big shout-out to Holly over at uh, um, Blushing Bubbles. Thanks for today's cup order. We'll get that out to you ASAP. Let's give this a taste. Not bad. Yeah, that's good. What do you think yeah. there, girl? That's good. Mm -hmm. Very good? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chuck, what do you think? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's not bad. I mean, it's 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 kind of weird, right? Strawberry orange. I know that's the hard part. <laughs> and and uh, I that's guess that's why I like it because it tastes fruity. Yeah, it does. And I guess it's, it's from South Beach, which is kind of where you're from. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Is this considered an IPA, Ken? Uh, no, I, I have no, no. idea. No, I, I'm usually if it's an IPA, I make a funny face because it's that got that bitter taste. It's yeah. really but dark. This is, it's a sparkling ale. Oh, okay. So strawberry orange mimosa, it's GMO and gluten-free for those of you that are gluten-free. Um, we're also gluten-free. We had some pizza tonight. I don't know if there's gluten in it, but I'm sure it was good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, give this a shout out. Uh, we got this over ABC tonight. And uh, let's get into the show and let's get to meet Chuck. So Chuck, you are in the insurance business. I am in the life insurance business. This is my 40th year, Ken. 40th I don't know how you do that, only 49. You must have started, must have started right after your paper route. Yeah, when I was a kid, <laughs> yes. So, um, now, originally, um, before we get into like what you do and how you do it, uh -huh. um, I know you're originally from uh, the Bay Area, I San am. Francisco. Yep. So, uh, um, tell us how you started in the Bay Area, you know, and what brought you to, I you were, went to South Florida, right? Yes. So, give yep. us a little history of... of uh, born and raised in San Francisco. Uh, lived in a community called uh, Pacifica, probably about the same size as Claremont, mm. uh, right on the Pacific Ocean, uh, about no eight or ten miles south of San Francisco. Um, we lived about oh two miles inland, but we were high enough up that from our backyard we could see the Pacific Ocean. Uh, nice, nice view. But the downside is that it was always dark, gloomy, foggy. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, fog. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Foggy. But, uh, you know, you never went uh, barefoot. You never went outside with, uh, uh, without a sweatshirt or a jacket on. And it was always like that. Most people don't realize the average temperature in the city in San Francisco um, is about, oh, 58, 60 degrees. That's the average annual temperature. Wow. So, uh, you know, pretty chilly, really. 
But the, but that's but, but but that's ironic because um, many years ago I w- had to go to Seattle for business, uh-huh. and all I heard was rainy, dark, gray. <laughs> right. I was there for two weeks. I I went from Seattle. I had to go up to uh, um, Vancouver. Vancouver. I was in um, um, Burnaby. Uh huh. And and it was sunny. And like seventy five the whole time. See? It was like perfect. So, so I don't know if you're honest or dishonest. It's all same this weather thing. So so but but you grew up in San Francisco. Yep, grew up in San Francisco. Okay. Um, my um, uh, stepfather was in in the Coast Guard, mm-hmm. and uh, he needed, believe it or not, he got ready to retire. And the Coast Guard told him, now "Here's a man that served in World War II in mm-hmm. the North Atlantic, uh, served in the Korean War." Wow. All right, uh, but they told him he was two months short as far as sea duty is concerned. All right. He so. spent spent all of World War II <laughs> on the water, uh, but he was two months short. So they gave, uh, gave him two choices. Uh, we could move to Long Island, New York. Right. Woo-hoo! Give it up, Long Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we could move to Miami. Uh, so it wasn't a real hard choice. Ah. Uh, the hard choice was is that we had been, um, I had grown up in that, area since uh, you know born and raised there and uh, I got all the way into high school and uh, and we had to move we had to be uprooted and and uh, and move and when we moved to South Florida when we moved to Miami um, I went to uh, Miami Palmetto High School and it mm-hmm. was a giant high school um, the high school that I was in 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 Pacifica had Ninth um, through twelfth, and there were about a thousand students. Wow! At at Palmetto, when I graduated, uh, we had a, over I think nine hundred kids in my senior class. Wow! So it was a it was a big school. It was really um, kind of um, scary. It was you know I was what fourteen fifteen years old, and uh, I didn't know a soul. Uh, sure. I hadn't met anybody over the summer. The kids that were in our neighborhood. Um, were younger than I was, so they weren't in high school yet. So it was uh, it was different. Did you have brothers or sisters? Or? I had a uh, yeah, a younger uh, brother. He was two years younger than okay. I am, and he uh, made friends with all the kids in the neighborhood because they were all his age. Oh, so, okay. So he had no problem. And then I have two uh, younger sisters. Um, one lives in uh, still lives in Southern California. And the other sister uh, lives in Sarasota. Oh, not, wow. Not too far away. You're all yeah. spread yeah. out with, with, yeah. with the family. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and it was uh, it was different. Uh, finished high school, uh, started uh, college uh, at Florida International University mm-hmm. um, when they only had one building. <laughs> it, had, it had just, the college university had just been built. Uh, there was one building, the Primera Casa. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, probably most of you don't, uh, before FIU was there, uh, that was Tamiami Airport. There was an a, oh, okay. there was a, a private airport um, where the school was. They closed that up and moved it about, oh, I'd say 15 miles south, mm. uh, 18 miles south. And they used the property that the airport uh, had been on um, for the school. And now oh, wow. it's huge. I mean, the school now is huge. It really is. It's it's. Um, uh, gigantic! It's, I think it's one of the largest schools in the country now. Wow! wow. Yeah, as far as um, actual attendance is concerned. Uh, but uh, it's funny. I got into college, and I was finishing uh, uh, school, and uh, mom and dad decided that they were going to move back to the West Coast. They got tired of Miami, so <laughs> so my brother and I were stuck there in uh, 
in in Miami. Once. Well, there's worse places to be stuck. I when know. You, you know, we weren't <laughs> sunshine and bikinis. Yeah. I mean. we, we weren't really stuck, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, uh, but we were there by ourselves. Right. And then uh, and then my brother decided, ah, I'm moving back out to the West Coast too. So, oh wow! So you were so, stranded. Yeah, I really was. I was. <laughs> I, I was all by myself. It was uh, it was different. It really oh. was. Um, but uh, you know, things happen. Finished school. Um, uh, got a job, uh, you know, time went by, got married, uh, had kids and, um, it's, uh, you know, onward and, and upward as they say. Onward and upward. Yeah. yeah. Now, now soup to nuts, soup to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, um, so, so did you meet Barbara in, in Miami? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, did she go to school all there also? Yeah. Is that uh, right? How'd yeah, you she, meet? she went to another, uh, another school, mm-hmm. uh, actually a rival of our school. Oh. Uh, oh. but I, I met her, uh, at Florida power and light company and uh, oh, okay. we both worked there and that was, uh, believe it or not, that was a, a very nice place to work. It was at back then it was like, um, it was like a, a big family. Um, we were in what was called the, the general office, which is the corporate headquarters back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, uh, a big building. It was six stories. And, you know, I don't remember how many employees there were, but it was, uh, it was always a, a, a party there. It really was. There were a lot of, a lot of young people. And Barbara stood out. Uh, she did. Right. She did. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it was, uh, you know. Uh, things uh, things happen. But, was it uh, a love at first sight? No, or, no, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't <laughs> so, 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 so you married Barbara? Yes, and then you had it, had a child. Uh, yep. Well, we, you know, uh, well, she, well, she, well, you she, had one to start, right? Yeah. yeah no, uh, she brought two young boys into, oh, okay. into the marriage. So mm. I, I have two stepsons, but they've been uh, with us since they were three and five. So, um, you know, they've always. Uh, uh, been very close. I've always been very close with them. And then uh, five years after we got married, uh, our first son was born. Ryan was born. Mm-hmm. And then uh, two years after that, Brett was born. Okay. And so all the four boys have four letters in their name, not on purpose, <laughs> but uh, just the way it worked out. Um, but uh, yeah, and that's the way. And, you know, you talked about being spread out. Uh, one son is in Houston. Uh, another one is still in Miami. One's in Tampa, and fortunately, the youngest one is uh, is an attorney with uh, Morgan and Morgan for the people. Wow! Uh, here in uh, in Winter Park, so we get nice. to see you get to see him all the time. You get then. to see Brett, yeah, uh, nice. Brett and his wife and and two little ones. Oh wow! So you yeah. like you have a, you're a grandparent too? You got yeah. all that oh, yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah, from here to here. <laughs> wow! Uh, you know, because this this will be nice. Uh, let's see. I guess he's. Not my oldest grandson, but close to it. Um, uh, Patrick Denny is uh, going to the University of Miami, and uh, he's uh, been receiving a lot of recognition. Uh, he's a DJ on WVUM on the University of Miami radio station. Mm. He's supposed to be listening today. Isn't I hope he? Or he maybe, is. maybe, are, are you watching on Facebook tonight? Hopefully, you can find us or YouTube. Or YouTube. One I mean, we're, we're somewhere. I mean, this, this is. Yeah, this is your grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey. yeah. And I, I told him the, uh, you know, that I was going to be on. Uh, but I like to listen to his show. He uh, uh, has a, a good, um, a, a good grasp of music, and he plays. Uh, uh, he his nickname is Patty P A D D Y Patty on the mic, oh, and okay. uh, <laughs> and he plays uh, music from the twenties all the way up to the nineties. Uh, that's a pretty big range. Yeah, right. it is. It really is. It's so, not like doo off in the fifties. No, like no, everything. no. It goes all the way, wow. all the way up. And I, I, once in a while, I give him 
a couple of uh, grandpa's favorites from the 60s, you know, child of the 60s, Ken. Right. Uh, but um, no, he, uh, he's doing very well. He's uh, uh, just an excellent student. And um, uh, don't know, really, I don't know if, if, uh, if Patty knows what he really, really, what direction he wants to go yet. But, you know, he's got two more years, I think. So he'll, uh, you know, he'll figure it out. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. Now, I, I read somewhere, and I, and, and I could be incorrect, uh-huh. but, but I understand that, that you had a daughter named April no, who, was, who our, disappeared for five weeks, right? That was, that was our doggy. <laughs> oh! We had, so we so had, what's the story on that? Cause I could, I could. We had a, uh, when, <laughs> when we moved up from Miami to Weston, which is West Fort Lauderdale, uh, we had uh, two dogs. And one of them was a, a purebred Lhasa Opso. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to leave them, you know, let them go out in the backyard to do their duty. And uh, I'd go back out and open the sliding glass door and they'd come running in. Well, uh, April didn't come in. And this was the middle of the day. And uh, somebody evidently, it was, we found out afterwards that it had, uh, it was going on. Uh, some dogs were being snatched from the yards. Really? Yes. Mm. And uh, evidently somebody got April and I was, uh, you know, we were both pretty upset about it. And um, I would go to the Humane Society one day and then I'd go to the, uh, I guess, to the pound, I guess Mm -hmm. you'd call it. I used to alternate back and forth and I did that every day. Couldn't find him. And finally, five weeks later, we think what happened is somebody snatched April and then they decided they didn't want her and they put her out on the street. Mm. And um, we um, uh, saw something in the paper uh, that there was a, um, a dog, uh, a Lhasa Opso for sale. You know, it was gray, same color mm-hmm. as April. And we oh. called the number and it wasn't. Um, it was a rescue organization and they said, but there's another dog uh, at, at the pound, and it was going to be put down the next day. Wow. And so we had them uh, we, uh, go get April and take her to uh, a vet in uh, Hollywood, Florida. And uh, she was a, a chubby little thing. She weighed about 20 pounds, 22 pounds. And uh, I, like I said, I'd been looking at, at dogs for, oh, goodness, for five, six weeks now. And, uh, I saw April and I, I, I couldn't tell. I, you know, and I felt so bad because I couldn't, because this dog weighed about 13 pounds. Oh, wow. So and so she, she had lost pain. so much weight and she had, um, you know, uh, scabs on mm. her. Uh, she just looked horrible. And, uh, so I called, uh, uh, Barbara and my son, Brett, who was, uh, home from high school. And I said, listen, uh, I can't tell. I want you guys to drive down there and, and mm-hmm. see if it's April. And uh, they drove down there, and I got a call from Brett, and, and I can still hear him saying, we got our dog back. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it, it was. And the funny thing was is they were very protective about, um, you know, making sure that we were the owners oh, I, I bet. Of, sure. the, of the dog. And so I went there the next day. And uh, April was like my little girl, and I was holding her in my arms like a little baby, and I said, give me a hug, and she put her head up against my chest, and mm-hmm. the, uh, the girls that were in there, the, you know, the aides and the doctor, they knew that that was our dog, so they, 
um, started uh, treatment with uh, heavy duty antibiotics mm-hmm. and medicines, and she was in there for another couple days. And then we took her, uh, we took her home, and uh, we had two other dogs, and uh, it was kind of funny. They gave her a lot of room, and uh, April followed us around, one of the two of us, for about six or seven months after she uh, got back. Uh, we had to be very careful. We had to try and make sure that one of us was home mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, she was, uh, uh, she was uh, pretty good about it, but the poor little thing must have been in an accident because, Ken, you'll know what I mean when a car's uh, in an accident and the chassis has been damaged. Oh, sure, sure. You know how it goes kind of crooked? Yeah, and, yeah. Right. Well, that's the way April walked. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, and she had a broken tail and... Uh, oh, my gosh. Poor little thing, but um, now she lived until she was... Uh, how old was April? She was 16. Oh, I wow. Think 16 and a half. Another good 10 years. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she that's did. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, she she um, lived, uh, had a good life. She really did. But uh, that was a, a pretty scary thing. And it was so unusual that we got her back that the um, newspaper, the uh, Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, uh, came out and did a story. Yeah. Put us on the cover of the uh, Broward edition. And yeah, it was really different. It was uh, odd. <laughs> See what happens when somebody Googles you? Yeah. <laughs> I get information, and there, there you go. So, there you go. So there yeah. you know. He's an animal lover. <laughs> By the way, his grandson is watching. Oh, he is. Oh, oh good. He says, of course I'm watching. Me and my parents are watching. Thanks oh, for the shout-out, Grandpa. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. And Shauna says, hi, Chuck. Uh, hi, Ken and Lisa. Shauna and Dustin. Oh, good. Oh, hey. Okay. Yes. Hey, Shauna and Dustin. Yeah, we, we had them on the show. Uh, Precision Integrative Medicine. Yes. Um, they are everywhere now, and they're fixing people in this town. So if you're broken or you have an issue from acupuncture to um, holistic medicine. If you have a th- broken tail. If you have a broken tail. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's dogs, but you know. <laughs> but look them up. Dustin and Shauna, great couple. Check yeah. them out. Precision Integrative Medicine. Definitely. Yes. Ooh, look at yes, that. Yes, See, you get, you get get some listeners there. Yeah. How so, about that? <laughs> so, so, so tell us about Chuck. What what? Do you have any hobbies? Do you, you play sports? What, you know what? what? Your... It's funny. When when I was young, because I'm not any young. Well, you know. You know. Uh, You're more but, mature uh, now. Yes, that's, thank you. I'm, I'm seasoned. How's that? Seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was a uh, three-sport letterman in high school. Uh, what fo- was... Football, basketball, and baseball. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, when I was in college, I could dunk a basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I could touch the net anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I still enjoy playing golf. Right. I, I really do. Uh, I wish I could run. I still love to run. Um, when uh, I don't know if Barbara will remember this, but when I was running back in the uh, late 70s and early 80s, uh, when we went on vacation, the spot that we would go to had to have a 10K, had to have a 10K race. Okay, so I could run. <laughs> what? <Man. laughs> so it I was. I struggled doing a five k. Yeah. I have a friend like that, but she only runs in in events that have beer at the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> so hey, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of a prerequisite for? Yeah. Now yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays. <laughs> races. Yeah, Nancy yeah. only races in races that have beer at the end. The beer. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good, good way to do it. But uh, no, I enjoy my golf. Um, uh, not as active as I would like to be I really enjoy reading I love to read and um, it's funny the uh, people at the library know me um, <laughs> do, do they have those still yeah. I mean. <laughs> you know what I, I yes and I enjoy going to the Cooper Memorial Library here in Claremont right um, because I read so much it would be foolish for me to be buying these books I read <laughs> probably uh, two to three books a week oh wow mm. so I I can usually 
uh, it sounds might a little odd, but I can usually read about a hundred pages an hour. Uh, wow! So I, you know, I can go through the books uh, two nights for a book maybe, hmm. and uh, it just uh, I, I enjoy it. I really do, and so I I have about. Um, no, oh, believe it or not, I have about twenty-five or thirty authors that I follow, mm-hmm. uh, fiction authors. Do you have a favorite, or uh, I have? All, they're all favorites. They're all favorites. They're <laughs> all, they all are. Yeah, and I've got it. Um, there's a uh, a website. It's called fantasticfiction.com, and it has about oh criminy. I think it has about um, maybe thirty thousand authors in there that you can look up, and it has their their books. Mm-hmm. Uh, has the books uh, in chronological order, so if you want to follow a certain character, um, you know you can uh, do it that way. So if I'm going to uh, start a new author mm-hmm. that I've never read his books before, and uh, and I want to, um, and he might have a, a section of of uh, might have a character that he's written four or five books, like I a want, Jack Ryan kind of, yes, kind of yeah, or uh, Alex Cross, okay. uh, you know James Patterson, Ryan. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll I'll start at the beginning and you know keep them in that way because that way you can uh, read the uh, the character as he mm-hmm. develops the character each mm. book. Um, you know the character gets older. Like there's um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of uh, oh there's a, a author named William Kent Kruger, and his um, uh, main character is a uh, a sheriff in uh, in Minnesota. Ah, and, uh, and uh, he's he's a uh, part. Uh, Indian, I don't remember what tribe, uh, but he's written enough books where the character is now, uh, I believe, 19 or 20 years older from when he started writing. He was really fleshed out. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten, uh, his wife has died, uh, you know, his, uh, his kids are adults now. Uh, he's remarried, and it's just, uh, you know, that, they're, like I said, uh, it's entertaining. I, <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot to watch on TV, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I probably read two or three books a year. I, I mean, <laughs> because I'm, I'm a John Grisham fan. Oh, I love so, John so Grisham. every October yeah. Grisham publishes a new book, and, yeah. and and that's what I read. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Wow, I, I burped accidentally. I've never done that on air. Sorry, everybody. That's okay. I didn't even hear it. I didn't either. It was terrible. It was. Just... <laughs> well, 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 well. The funny thing is, is that, um, I, I could always read. I could always read, but, but I never really read you know so i would read something i wouldn't you know i i, I couldn't tell you who the character was from didn't, 10 pages didn't ago. want to retain anything yeah and, and through college the same thing i just couldn't retain and then one day i was i was traveling um I, th- I think i was coming back from pittsburgh back to long island and i i went to the bookstore you know in the airport and picked up the firm ah and that was the first, and, and I, I was stuck in the airport for eight hours, oh. eight hours. And I read the book cover to cover, and and I finally read, yeah, for the first time. I finally you didn't knew put the it characters. Down. I knew er, er, every event. I knew everything about it. So so Grisham's kind of my like, you know, so he's thank yeah, you guy. he's he's your trigger. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah he's, he's my trigger guy. Yeah. You know, it's funny you talk about that. Um, I remember when I really started reading. Um, Boy, it was a long time ago, but uh, we were in, in Miami because uh, we moved from Miami to Weston up here to Claremont. But we were in Miami, and uh, the dryer broke, mm-hmm. and uh, and, I, <laughs> and I had to take the clothes 
uh, to the laundromat. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did, and I, I did the same thing you did. I went and I bought a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as I was doing the clothes, I read, you know, started reading. And I thought, this is enjoyable. I like sure. this. And yeah, when you have the time and yeah. you can really dedicate it. Yeah, know. and that's what I started doing. So I started, uh, I guess you'd say, I, I carve out a little time mm -hmm. in the evening to read. Um, you know, and, and when it's quiet and, and uh, you know, at this point in time, uh, there's nothing, I guess you'd say, new on primetime. It's, right. no, it's all old. Yeah, it's summertime. Um, uh, so it's a, it's a good time to read. It really is. So you're yeah. a prolific reader. Oh, goodness. Which yes. is like, like, like our friend Dave Helton. Yeah. And, and, and Dave tells the story that, that Dave usually reads like at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. He gets up early and, Couldn't do and, that. Oh my and gosh. reads. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, nobody knows because we haven't videotaped that I'm looking yet, at but, the back of my eyelids. But yeah. we'll see. No. But, but anyway, all right, all right. So, so, so golf and reading. So let's, let, let's move forward a little bit oh, more. And one oh. more hobby. Oh, what's the other one? I love music. Music. Oh, we're going to talk about music at the end of the show. We always okay. do a music session. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get into that we'll at the end that. of the show. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, so, so let's move down or up the coast. What brought you to South Lake County? What brought you to Claremont? Okay. Um, we moved from Miami. Mm -hmm. We were there from uh, we were there from '77. We moved into that house. Uh, we 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 lived in a little two bedroom house for a couple of years, and then we uh, built the house. <clears throat> excuse me, in Miami, we were there from 1977 to 19. 1994, I think, or 95, and then um, it, it, it had been two years, three years since Hurricane Andrew uh, just devastated South Florida, and, uh, you know, the, the demographics of the area changed, mm -hmm. and we just decided, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't want, didn't want to be here anymore. Sure. Uh, we really didn't, and I had, uh, I had an office in Coconut Grove, and it was really, it was a, a great spot. It was in the Coconut Grove Bank Building uh, I was up on the sixth floor I, on a clear day. I could see from my office all the way. I could see the lighthouse on Key Biscayne, wow. which mm. was probably about eight miles away. And it was just, it was really nice, but it just started getting so crowded. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go out uh, on the weekends. I didn't want to, you know, leave the house. It was uh, th mm -hmm. so much traffic. And uh, like I said, uh, things had changed. A lot of the people uh, had moved out. There was a new group of people mm -hmm. uh you know just different and uh we decided uh you know let's get out of here so we moved up to uh to weston okay. uh we moved into a, a new house into a a new development and it was uh it was quiet mm -hmm. it really was and when we uh when we first moved in there it was so quiet um across the street from us was uh, just to show you where it was it was pasture and at night you could <laughs> It, you could hear the cows mooing. Wow! Uh, and if the wind was right, you could actually well, I smell the cows. Smell the cows too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty gamey. But uh, it was just a, a nice place. But uh, as time went on, once again, it started growing. And mm. Broward County, which is Fort Lauderdale, um, it started filling up, and it got to the point again where I didn't want to leave the house. Uh, I tried to either get home real early or real late because the rush hour was ridiculous. Mm. And um, on the weekends, it was terrible. It was um, just not, you know, a nice place to be. And uh, we came up um, here to clear, well, my youngest son, Brett, uh, uh, graduated from uh, University of Florida, and then he went to law school. He decided he didn't want to be um, 
uh, he went to Vanderbilt, didn't want to practice law in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, so he um, moved to, uh, to Orlando, and uh, he and his wife were there, and they had a, uh, a big house. No kids yet, and we sold our house, and uh, we moved in with um, uh, Brett and Rachel uh, until we found a place out here in Claremont. And it's, um, it was just so nice out here. It was really so different. Um, and luckily, there's no growth out here, which is even, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we make mirth of that, okay? Uh, we, we make mirth of the fact uh, that it's getting crowded. But this is nothing like right. South Florida. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a screwy down there. It really is. And uh, um, it's, uh, I, I use the term up here, Ken, uh, that it's comfortable. Right. It is. It's it's really comfortable. It's pleasant. Uh, everybody is very polite. Mm -hmm. uh, no horn honking, no bird flipping. Uh, Occasionally. Well, that's because <laughs> I, that's because I haven't followed you yet yeah. in my car. <laughs> I'll make sure you get in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see a big blue truck coming? Just move to the side. Yeah, move to the side. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you're here in, in Claremont. Yep. And so um, tell us about where Gainsford Insurance came from and okay. how you got involved in in the insurance business. Okie doke. Uh, I was, uh, uh, I had been with Florida Power Light Company. And uh, if you weren't an engineer, um, you know, or had an engineering degree, your um, ability and your opportunity for growth, I guess you'd say, or a growth pattern, uh, just uh, it wasn't as, uh, it wasn't as good as it was for an engineer. And, uh, you know, I was, didn't have an engineering degree and, uh, it was different. So I had a friend of mine that had been in the insurance business for, I guess I'm going to say five, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, thought, you know, you'd do very good in the insurance business. And I thought, well, I'll give it a shot. And, uh, so I, I went in cold, very different, uh, to do it, but I, uh, kind of, uh, acquired a rhythm, I guess you'd mm -hmm. say, in what to do. Um, I was uh, reading like crazy. I was soaking up as much uh, information as mm -hmm. I could. And uh, it, to me, it was very interesting. And, um, and I enjoyed uh, the people. I was very fortunate uh, to work with a bunch of guys and ladies uh, that I really enjoyed. And it was, um, it was, uh, it was nice. It really was. And I started work um, with a uh, company called Union Mutual. Their home office is in Portland, Maine, and their main product back then uh, was disability insurance, you know, to cover you in the uh, event that you become uh, disabled by virtue of an accident or sickness. Right. And, uh, or they, wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> they're, the, uh, <laughs> they're the largest uh, provider of disability insurance in the, in the country. So is that what you first started selling was, yeah, was disability, disability insurance? Disability insurance to, uh, to professionals. To, uh, um, uh, all, all, everybody else was selling to, uh, uh, to, uh, to art, uh, doctors and uh, attorneys. Mm -hmm. And I decided, well, you know, there are other professionals out there. There are CPAs, there are right. architects, there are engineers, and, and they need it as well. So I started uh, pounding those guys. And, uh, and then I found out that um, uh, there were, there's, it's so different from Claremont, uh, but there were uh, insurance agents and young guys, and we were falling all over each other because there were so many. 
there in South Florida. Like and Realtors in Claremont. There you go. Just like that. <laughs> just like Realtors in Claremont. Just like that. And I decided, you know what? I, I, uh, I guess this is what they call, Ken, thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. All right. I said, I'm, I'm not going to uh, target, you know, the ones that are already being targeted. I'm, I'm going to target a city. And I got out a map and I looked around and Homestead, Florida was uh, south of Miami, probably Mm -hmm. about 30, 35 miles. Uh, And then I did a little more research. There were no insurance agents down there. Okay. And uh, or, you know, just a couple when I say no, it wasn't zero, but there were just, you know, two Mm -hmm. or three. And uh, I thought, you know, what should I do? How should I approach this? So I drove down to Homestead. I got the. Uh, homestead uh, white pages and I got the homestead yellow pages and they were you know just <laughs> like that little teeny uh, like I said about the same size as Claremont and uh, and I uh, made a couple telephone calls and I wanted to find out who some of the the players were the movers and shakers sure. and um, uh, everybody kept telling me that uh, Dr. House was the the main guy uh, so I called him up I introduced myself and he was just a, a very nice man he was a former uh, submarine commander. Oh, okay. And also an MD, but he was also an auto racer. I mean, this guy. <laughs> so he, he needed insurance. Yeah, he needed insurance in a bad way. Well, I, I kind of, um, I, I helped him out with uh, some uh, like business issues, and uh, because of what I did for him, um, he made about three million dollars the first year, and. He because was, of what you did? Yeah, because oh. of the some of the things that I showed him how to do certain things with the. Uh, um, you know, with uh, health insurance. Wow! And wow. Uh, he was um, he was beholden to me, and um, he uh, gave me uh, just referred uh, just a bunch of people to me, business wow. owners, and um, and that's how I got started. Where I I didn't have to uh, make cold calls, I didn't have to uh, buy leads, um, and it was um, it was it was fun. It really was. Was this for your own company at the yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you and started your own thing. So this yeah. was Gainsford Insurance yeah. back, back then. then. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, because I, I had uh, given up my uh, spot in, in an agency, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so it was, uh, it was it, like I said, it was a, a neat uh, experience. It really was. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, very educational. And, uh, uh, you know, to see the way people react, uh, the way that they uh, act in uh, different mm-hmm. situations and uh, – uh, and I, it was kind of neat because I got a chance to meet and work with the, the mayors of both uh, municipalities mm-hmm. down there, uh, Homestead and Florida City. And uh, every once in a while, I still call up the mayor uh, in Florida City, and we'll, we'll chat. I'll ask him how the kids are doing. Right. His kids are growing up now also. They're adults as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to have that contact. And then, uh, then her. Now, was that just disability insurance at that no, time? No, that was it. Was so that a, was a full portfolio, life and disability, and and uh, and group health for the businesses. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, all right. So I was so taking all of that. Though. I was covering, yeah, the bases, and then uh, everything was just going uh, peachy, and Hurricane Andrew came in and just wiped Homestead oh, yeah. practically mm-hmm. off the map. It really did, and uh, it was horrible. And and a story about Doctor House. He was in Colorado Springs. His son was graduating from the Air Force Academy, and he found out that there was a hurricane heading towards Miami. He figured, I'd better get home. So he got on a flight, he and his wife, and 
headed back to uh, uh, to Homestead, uh, Miami Homestead. And they're on the plane, and here's a, a newlywed couple. Um, you know, <laughs> they're on the plane. They're going to go on a cruise. Oh, wow. And Dr. House said, no, you're not. You know, there's a hurricane coming. They said, oh, no, we checked with the travel agency. Everything is just fine. Uh, well, they got down to Miami and found out that the, you know, the hurricane was heading that way. And Dr. House said, well, why don't you uh, come, you know, stay with us? Because it's supposed to hit Miami. Sure. And not Homestead. Well, mm. they got down there, and I guess in transit— uh, the hurricane decided to move, and it shifted uh, mm-hmm. direction, and it hit Homestead mm-hmm. uh, directly. Dead on. And I mean, uh, uh, Dr. House Marshall had a, uh, he ha- had a house, a big house, but he also had stables in the back. And the house just, you know, like the big bad wolf, it, it blew away. Uh, but the stables were still there wow. the, the wow. next day. And... <laughs> I mean, everything, you know, it's like... Uh, everything was leveled. Yeah, our house was... Uh, when we got up the next morning, it was like the Wizard of Oz. You know, there was nothing there. Mm. And, uh, you know, parts of the houses were all over in the street and mm. in uh, in our yard. And uh, But uh, Marshall was telling me, Dr. House was telling me that they that couple got up the next day and the guy says, call us a cab. You know? Wow. <laughs> no electricity, no phones. Uh, uh, and I mean, no nothing. And the poor people in Homestead, there were people uh, down there. They didn't have electricity. That hit uh, in um, uh, the end of August, uh, 1991, I think. And uh, they didn't have electricity. 92. 92? Okay. Uh, they didn't have electricity until, uh, some of them, until November and December. So they were working on generators. There were people that sure. were in the tent city. It was just a bad situation. Mm-hmm. But that uh, husband and wife, uh, they decided that they were just going to leave. So Marshall said the last thing he remembers is he sees them walking down the road about 12 miles from US-1. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know what they were expecting. Oh I Greyhound I, bus or something. Yeah, I don't know. It really is. But uh, mm. uh, after we moved to um, uh, to Weston, uh, I uh, gave up my office space in uh, in Coconut Grove. I uh, told my uh, told my partners, you know, I, I've got to quit this. Uh, I can't be driving from uh, Coconut Grove right. to Weston. You know, Fort Lauderdale. It was just mm-hmm. too much driving. Um, and now so, you're here. And now I'm here. But you Gainsford know, Insurance. There's nothing far away here in Claremont. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I used to put, I remember one year, Ken, I put 32,000 miles on my car. One year, yeah. And uh, here, you know, it's like six or 8,000. It's yeah. awesome. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let, let's talk a little um, about insurance. Okay. Okay. Um, one, one, one of the questions that, that, that I wanted to get uh, for our viewers is, is, um, the importance of planning ahead, okay, because so many people wait until um, the 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 end of the road or something c- catastrophic happens. Why is it so important to plan before things happen? Things happen. Okay, uh, the first thing that uh, people should always think about is the cost. That's the first thing because uh, life insurance is always purchased at your attained age. So, and the premium on a, on a permanent policy isn't going to change. All right. So once you buy it at that premium, it's that way forever. Uh, and naturally, um, as you get older, the, you get step up, step up. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, the steps become bigger. You know, there's a bigger, bigger difference. Each step is a little, a little longer. 
Um, so it gets to be uh, uh, real expensive. It really does. And, uh, you know, if you don't have the, uh, the funds to pay for it, um, you have to uh, look for different avenues. And there are really two types of insurance. There's term insurance, which people buy for a specified term. And then there's permanent insurance. And you've heard of whole life and universal life. Those are the two uh, main, uh, I guess you'd say, categories. Uh, but the term insurance, nothing wrong with it. Uh, it's a good way to start. Stick your big toe in the water mm-hmm. um, and test it out. The unfortunate part is as time has gone on, uh, not enough young people are uh, entering the industry. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you hate to say it, but you know, from my uh, point of view, it's, uh, it's shrinking. It really is. Uh, there are uh, all sorts of... Um, uh, communication, right. uh, commercials, uh, you know, things on uh, insurance, yeah, digital. Yes, yes. And uh, the sad part is, is that they're not telling you the whole story. And I talked with a guy real intelligent up here, and he was telling me about how he saved all this money and blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And, and I asked him, okay, what company did you, uh, you know, purchase? And he told me, and uh, I'm not going to name names, but, uh, it's uh, every, I always try and make sure that everybody has uh, a back door, okay, mm-hmm. a way to get out, okay. Mm-hmm. And with term insurance, uh, if you, uh, if something happens, if you say you have a, an illness that you know isn't going away, um, you need to be able to convert your policy from a, a term policy to a permanent mm-hmm. policy without any evidence of insurability, because uh, that's what it's all about. It's all about disclosure. And, uh, and he uh, purchased a contract, and I knew it from experience. The company that he used, the, the term policy, doesn't have a conversion. Okay. So he's, he's stuck with that, and then he's, he's going to get... That he's stuck with the, the length of time of the term, and then after that, if he wants to keep the coverage, um, and he can't you know, uh, buy insurance because of his health history... Uh, he's at the mercy of whatever the insurance company wants to charge him. Mm-hmm. And after the term is up, um, the majority of your companies uh, increase the premium every year. So oh, yeah. it, it might be it might start out as 500 a, a year for a right. policy. Uh, but at the end of uh, 10 years or 15 years, whatever term you buy, it, instead of 500, now it might be 1,200 in the 11th year and then 1500 mm-hmm. in the 12th year and it goes up like mm-hmm. that so you're stuck you're at the mercy of whatever they want to charge you because you can't get coverage anyplace else well let's let's talk about that because um as as adults we always wait to get insurance so so i'm, <laughs> yes, I'm not going to ask you to quote actual figures numbers, but right. but let's say that, that that you are 22 uh-huh just out of college Right. And you want to buy a million dollar policy. If here's the ifer, okay, and that's always such a mm-hmm. big two letter word. All right. <laughs> uh, one of the things that the insurance companies want to um, see is your uh, insurable interest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why would a 22 year old want to buy a giant policy like that? Okay, that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is, is would they be able to afford it? Okay, mm-hmm. we we don't know because I, you know, like I said, uh, I don't know. And how healthy are they? Well, well, I guess you hope that they're healthy. Yeah. I, I guess my point is is is, is two pronged. Then, uh, uh, I, I mean, it could be a hundred thousand dollar policy. Or yeah. yeah. So, 
So at 22, uh-huh. the annual premium on that policy is X. X. Right. Now, if that person waits until they're 42 oh to purchase my. the same policy, uh, it might be as much as two or three times more expensive. Uh, just in in twenty years, and then in your fifties, if you try to buy that same gets policy, bigger, it gets yeah. bigger. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yes. Yeah. It gets gets much. So much the younger, bigger. the better in this. Yeah. The, the younger, the better, because like I said, you're buying it at your attained age, and the premium stays the same. Uh, term insurance, like I said, uh, there's nothing wrong with that if you understand that you're buying it for a specified term, and uh, they'll have a a, a ten year term. 15, 20, and even some carriers have 30-year term. Mm-hmm. Um, and those premiums are guaranteed for that specified term, the length of time, uh, 10 years, 15, or 20. But after that, once again, you're at the mercy of uh, your health history, mm-hmm. uh, your age, and um, you know, and actually what you're trying to accomplish. Now, so, now does term policy, do term policies have a cash value? Not not anymore. Not once anymore. once upon a time, they had some of them had a teeny uh, cash value. No, it's uh, I always uh, try and uh, describe it uh, more as a uh, almost like renting mm-hmm. uh, renting your insurance because that's what you're doing. You're renting it for you're leasing for a it. Time, right. You're over. leasing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and once your lease is up, uh, you know it's you're over with. Um, so it has it has no cash, um, but you're not really buying it. To accumulate money, right. you're so buying it's like it. Car insurance, really yeah, is. yeah. You're you're buying it to keep the premium down because uh, that's what you'd like to do. Uh, you know that you need the coverage, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the you know it's an easy way to do it. It's a good way to start. Uh, it really is, but you have to pay attention and you have to monitor uh, your situation. I'm uh, working with a, a couple uh, young doctors here in town, and they've had their term policy for two years. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now it's about time for them to uh, consider buying a permanent policy um, because their practice has uh, has grown to the point now where they uh, they can afford it. Right. So w- one of the things that, that, that we d- we bring up with a lot of our guests that come on the show uh-huh. is, is um, why do business locally? Because like you mentioned, you know, you go online and get insurance. Yeah. But but the, the advantage to going online is you can probably get. Uh, you may get something cheaper, not necessarily better, uh-huh. and you have no assurance of if it's a good policy, bad policy, or anything like that. Why? You don't. Why know. should we buy insurance locally? Well, hopefully, um, you're going to deal with an agent that has a good grasp uh, of the market, uh, has a good grasp of the um, the companies that are uh, still doing business. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, many have bailed out of the the market. Um, and that's what you hope for. Because like I said, when you, you hear these things on TV, uh, you, you know, for like you said, the, you know, the cheapest rate, yeah, rent best term, term, yeah. The whole craziness. yeah. And, and they say that, uh, you know, John can get a policy, a million dollars for, you know, $30 a month. Well, <laughs> they don't tell you, uh, that he has to be a, uh, a super a uh, healthy person, uh, he can have no no health, body fat, no, no health no issues. issues, no health issues. Um, he, he, you know, you just can't. Right. Um, I have been fortunate the last couple of years. Um, there are different, what they call, can different degrees of underwriting, uh, and how they 
they classify the applicants uh, as far as their health is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, once upon a time, it was either smoker or non-smoker. That was it. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I know this sounds kind of silly, but they have smoker and they have preferred smoker because as far as the insurance companies are concerned, they're a healthy person. They smoke. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, it's Yes, it's going to affect their mortality, but <laughs> they're still relatively healthy. Okay. Okay. So they have two classes for that. But on the other side, where on the non-smoker side, they have non-smoker, which is average, and then they have non-smoker plus, which is a little uh, less premium, so it's a little better, a little healthier. Then they have non-smoker preferred, okay, which is a real healthy mm-hmm. person. And then many of the carriers even have what they call uh, preferred plus or super preferred, and those are the, the ones that are really, uh, those guys are nuts. But, uh, you know, now if they use tobacco, like chewing tobacco, they still consider that a smoker? That is a smoker. Uh, they even consider now, uh, what do they call Vaping. Vapes. The vaping is considered oh. uh, smoking because it's uh, nicotine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, and that's uh, considered a, uh, a smoker. The, now, this is the weird part, okay? The, and I mean really weird. You can be a cigar smoker and be considered a non-smoker as long as your cigar smoking is... Uh, limited you know uh, x amount of cigars a month would mm-hmm. that be like joints smoking marijuana <laughs> now uh, uh, we make we make mirth of that too <laughs> all right there um there are a couple of carriers uh there's um one it's a very large canadian company and their application uh wants to know your marijuana use and underneath in bold print it said uh, mar- marijuana use will not automatically decline your coverage uh, so you just may be paying a hell of a lot. Money. No, they just they're just trying to put things in in order in slots. Oh, okay, all right. And mm. you know they they want to find out. So they're building data. Yes, for for future. Uh, yeah, for your uh, yeah for your issue. You know for your policy because it's it's the underwriter. They're going to make the decision. Uh, normally, when uh, when somebody uh, goes to purchase insurance. Uh, the insurance company wants their history, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're going to want to know, um, you know, what kind of a person they are, how healthy they are. So they have an examination where uh, uh, blood is taken, drawn, mm-hmm. and uh, urine sample. Uh, they want to find out if you're telling the truth, whether or not you're yeah. smoking or not. So they're going to check for nicotine, um, and uh, and though that part, the blood and the urine is sent to a lab, mm-hmm. usually. Uh, there's a couple of big ones, one in uh, Shawnee Mission, Kansas, and one in, in New Jersey. So they're going that way. And then whatever uh, carrier you're using, uh, the application goes to the insurance company. And uh, after the uh, lab uh, has analyzed your, you know, uh, your drawings, uh, that is sent to the insurance company. They put the two together, and then they make a determination on where they want to you know, put you, what, what class they're going to give you, you know, are you a healthy person or are you an average, you mm-hmm. know, or are you really healthy? You know, are sure. you super preferred? And, uh, uh, it, it, that's, that's pretty much the way that it works for, um, for the life insurance and disability is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Smoker. Well, for them, it's smoker or non-smoker, but they want your, your background as well, because you have to remember th- they're going to pay a benefit out, uh, a monthly benefit. Now we talk about it, uh, once again, uh, differently, uh, and because I've been in the business for so long, I've seen quite a few issues as far as 
uh, disability claims. Mm-hmm. I had one uh, doctor. He was a uh, he was a surgeon. He was an orthopedic mm-hmm. surgeon. Uh, how this ever happened? He got uh, tennis elbow in both elbows. Okay, but whoops. Uh, but he <laughs> but he didn't play tennis, Ken. Didn't play tennis, but he got well. Tennis. You know, there's other things he could have been doing. That yes, to, I know. To affect. Yes, anyway, anyway, that's for that's another show for another time. <laughs> well, you, you know, what? let's 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 segue a little okay. bit because you mentioned something with um, in regards to Doctor House. Yes, yes. That that because you you reached out to one person. Uh huh. You didn't have to go through the white pages to no. call. So <laughs> yeah, that brings us to to, to an important segment on on the show that we talk about, and that's brand marketing uh-huh. and and you are everywhere in town you 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 are at the chamber breakfasts yep you are a director yeah, on the board of directors board of for the, director the chamber, chamber. Yep. um what else do you have going on i'm i'm on the board of directors i'm on the public policy committee which is uh, uh kind of a middle person uh for between the uh businesses of south lake county and uh, governmental agencies, mm-hmm. uh, city, county, and state. Um, I'm on the golf uh, tournament committee. Uh, I mean, you network everywhere. Yeah, well, that's how you have to be known. But it was, like I said, with Dr. House, it was kind of neat because he was, in essence, he was networking for me. <laughs> he was doing legwork. He was, but he <laughs> knew every, He knew everybody. Sure, sure. But, so, but here, yeah. you're everywhere. Yeah, I, you, you and, need to be, yeah. And that builds your business. It does. It builds my uh, my reputation, my credibility, mm-hmm. uh, and my, um, I guess you'd say, my opportunity and my ability uh, to speak with people. Right. Uh, because, yeah, I and I see some of these young guys that um, they're starting out in the business. I'm working with uh, two guys. I'm mentoring mm-hmm. two young uh, guys that they think they want to be agents. I was working with another guy. He bailed out. He, <laughs> he, he lasted about four months. Uh, and that was it. He decided it was, uh, you know, too tough, and he's he's gone. Uh, the other guy is uh, he's got a, a, a different road uh, to travel, um, but we'll see. Um, but you know, you you have to be able to uh, to work with people mm-hmm. uh, in this business. You really do. Um, you need to know how to to talk to people. Uh, one of the things that Doctor House used to like uh, that I. I guess uh, he enjoyed about me is uh, he used to take me to play golf at least <laughs> once or twice a month. And his reasoning for that was, was I was a good listener. He said I was a better listener than his therapist. <laughs> wow. And well, well, so we'd go to his club and, and we'd play golf. Uh, yeah. A couple times I was his uh, therapist, so to speak, but you know, no input. And he input. kept feeding you leads. Yeah. And he kept giving me leads because I was doing, uh, I was doing a good job for his patients. He had the largest uh, book of patients in Homestead. He had about, oh Lord, uh, 9,000 patients. So that became your, your book of business. That was my, uh, wow. my, my marketing, uh, you know, farm, I guess you'd say was uh, well, because a lot of his patients. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just massive because I, 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 I think people lose sight when they think of marketing that, that you have to have a, a massive budget you, you know, and and you have to spend, 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 and with with you, because 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 I'm we've we've been friends for a while. I, I know that you are at Kiwanis, right? No, it used to be oh, not used anymore. To be Kiwanis in Miami, I was but, a Kiwanian. But, yes, but, but you are at almost all the business after hours. Yep. You are at the um, third Friday breakfast usually. Yep. 
You are at um at the South first, Lake Connect yeah, luncheon. You're at, at the first Friday. First Friday. South Lake Business Leaders. South Lake Business Leaders. Uh, the Hint Group, which is the Health <laughs> Industry Networking Team. Uh, that's that's once a month. And and, uh, and and all this costs you how much money monthly? Not a lot. Uh, Just for a meal, right? Yeah. Really if sense. you buy lunch and uh, like today, they had a, a meeting at the uh, Sanctuary Ridge Golf Course, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was going to have a, a bowl of soup, but. The soup sounded it didn't sound real appetizing. Uh, so a small budget, yes, a very maybe a small budget. Bucks a month, yeah, at at, at, at most, yeah. Well, you have to remember that everything uh, with the chamber, there's no cost. Correct. Yeah. So it's my cost is uh, just uh, for um, you know things that uh, uh, that aren't chamber related, and because you get a kick out of this. You know, uh, Lisa probably doesn't know, but uh, I have a bad reputation for winning door prizes. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, this is a fact. Um, I, 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 and I'm going to tell you this story uh, because because Renee Lowe rubs him all the time, you know. And um, we had gone to Denise Calderon's grand opening in yep. Mineola. Oh, you okay? guys told me about this. Yep. And we're at the event, and Chuck's there. And I said hi to Chuck. I, I I rubbed him on the back. Good to see you again. Whatever. I won twice yep. at that event. <laughs> so if so if anyone if anybody's down on their luck yeah. or 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 things aren't going your way, say hi to Chuck. Make sure you touch him, <laughs> but in in a kind and gentle way. <laughs> right. And your luck may change. He's like a magic lamp. Yeah. You want to have so. you want to have good juju. Um. But I've been up here. Um. We've been up here seven years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I believe, Ken, honest to God, I think I've won more than 50 door prizes. Wow. At oh, least. at least. And I've won the, <laughs> the, the chamber has a 50-50 where, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, at the Busy Afternoon, I see yeah. it all the time. Three times. Three times. There you go. So, and the fourth time, uh, I it wasn't me that won. I was holding the ticket for somebody else. <laughs> they said, you always win. Will you hold my ticket? I have to go. And the winning we were out at Bella Kalina, that one was, I think, $320. Wow. Oh my so gosh. it was big. But I won uh, golf for four at Bella Kalina. I've won uh, golf at uh, Sanctuary Ridge, uh, you know, Publix gift certificates, uh, 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 what's the one? Bonefish Grill, uh, Chili's. So, so uh, let's rub his back and then go <laughs> play the lotto tonight. So, so the reality is. <laughs> Chuck wasn't telling the truth a few minutes ago. Yeah. It costs him nothing to market because of the luck that he has and the prizes he wins. That's correct. So, so his, his marketing budget is zero. Yeah. But, I, you know, one of the things in, in Claremont, South Lake County, is, yeah. is a sense of community. It is. And, and every place we go, I, I mean, I'm sure you and Barbara go out and Lisa and I are out all the time. And yeah. There isn't one place we go where we don't run into somebody. Isn't it nice? And shoot the breeze about something. About the only time, Ken, honest to God, this is the 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 only time that this has happened to me. Uh, actually, twice. Okay, once was last year. Uh, I went to a um, a function at the Claremont Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It was on a Tuesday night, and uh, I walked in there, and I knew the people that were at the the function, but I didn't see anybody else. Uh, in the brewery that I knew, and I thought, well, that's a little odd. Sure. The, the other time was um, uh, the world of beer was mm-hmm. having uh, their 
anniversary or something. So I went with a friend and uh, and we were there. And we didn't see anybody, neither one of us. See, that's uh, that's so strange. Yeah, it we really is. But but otherwise, yes. yes I mean, all the time. You know, uh, well, I think you have to go to the places that you normally frequent. I'm not a world of beer guy. Uh, but no, I'm, but if we go to Claremont Brewing, yeah, or, well, or somebody or, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Or you Sun know, Creek, or Chili's, or Sun Creek, or yeah, or, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse, uh, Olive Garden, you know, those right. guys over there. You always see somebody that you know. Always somebody yeah. that you know. Uh, Carabas, uh, yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, last year was an anomaly for business. I, yes. I mean, we felt it here. Yep. Um, how did how did COVID affect you, the way that you conducted business last year? What did you have to do? In order to stay in contact with your with your clients to and get over the hump, yeah. yeah, to get over the hump, it really was a an odd situation because when uh, when the doors closed, you know, it was like pulling the shades down. Mm -hmm. uh, there was nothing, and for the first couple of months, um, it was hard. Right, uh, you know, people you could tell people didn't want to talk. I mean, they were very involved. Uh, with their health, with themselves, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's to be understood. Oh, absolutely, definitely. Uh, but as time went on, it was funny. I got a lot of uh, a lot of calls uh, about uh, uh, information about people's mortality. Oh, I'm, know, I'm sure. You know, and they wanted to know about you know their uh, rate of mortality, and you know, I, I have all that information. So it was uh, uh, something that I I did. But as far as business goes there was not a lot it it was i didn't really see any any business until uh towards the end of the year right. and and this year has been uh, much better it's been slow though okay? it's been a slow go for yeah. us too i mean yeah. it's it's yeah it's just starting to climb back yeah, to normal yes it is it's starting uh but it's uh it's still slow it yeah. really is and um you know and and it takes a while for um because i came up here not knowing a soul and uh, so I was really kind of starting uh, business from scratch again. Uh, the, the good part is, is I still had my, uh, all my clients in, in South Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we first moved up here, I was going down to South Florida uh, almost every other week. I would spend uh, sometimes two, sometimes three days down there, uh, you know, generating business. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, trying to keep the ball rolling. And then th the yeah. second year... It it went down from maybe uh, every other week, you know, at least three times a month. Uh, it went down to about once a quarter, mm -hmm. and then after that, it went down to maybe I don't know three times a year. And I haven't been to South Florida, uh, Ken, since uh, October of 2019 because oh, wow. of the, because of the COVID. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. and I've had a number mm. of friends uh, down there that have really got it bad and a good friend of mine and his wife were down for uh, uh three three and a half weeks where they wow. were really bedridden they didn't weren't hospitalized uh but they were they were bedridden mm. it mm. was uh it's hard it really is and you know it's a big city it's um it's different than we have here you know the thought process is is different um it it yeah so it it it, it was uh, it was difficult getting over the hurdle yeah you know i'm like you said you know like that you would yeah. think that this year you know people would be calling you like crazy though worried about their health and you know starting to think more about they're starting to insurance. think they're starting to think but they uh haven't done if you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah i one of the things that i i noticed is that the people here in clearmont 
are um, sometimes they're resistant and sometimes it's a little difficult for them to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think for everybody with stuff yeah. that you may not need. Yeah. You know, like, you know. Yeah. But it's a, a little but different. Sometimes really you don't want to think about yeah. this stuff, too. Yeah, You're that's correct. Like, but it's mm. like I said, it's it's a different thought process. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. I had I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago from South Florida and uh, and they said, you know, it's really different up here. And I said, yeah, it's a it's a, a, a slower pace. And they said, yeah, that's what it is. And uh, and they said, but I can't get anybody to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I said. Yeah, I mean it's 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 different. It yeah. really is. But it's okay. I enjoy it. But I it's really home. Do. I mean, yeah. this is this is home for us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. And not now. No. No. Uh. Uh-uh, I definitely. mean, Lisa and I even talked a lot. You know, we were out at the beach two years ago. We we're like, you know, it'd be nice to have a place at the beach. And then we were like. We like to go to the beach for vacation. So yeah. if you're living there, you know, you, where are you, you going to go? Take it for granted. Take it for yeah, granted. where are you mm-hmm. going to go? You know, it's uh, yeah. Well, why you know take advantage of what you have. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to segue over to uh, to our music segment. Oh, good. Because um, everybody seems to love music, and um, <laughs> the the uh, um the question that I ask all of our um, guests is, what was the first concert you went to? The first concert that I went to, I think, was the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Uh huh. I'm, you know, California boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have been to at least 15 of their concerts. Really? Wow. Yeah. But, but, okay, even though I'm a very conservative person, I grew up in Northern California. So uh, I was very fortunate uh, in 1967. Uh, I got to see uh, Janis Joplin, Big right. Brother and the Holding Company. Yeah. I got to see The Grateful Dead. Yeah. Uh, I got to see Jimi Hendrix. Oh, oh wow. that's right. Wasn't he from Washington? Yeah, he was from, okay. I think, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Um, but I got to wow. see him. I got to see the Jefferson Airplane mm-hmm. when they were the airplane before they became the Starship. Yes, yeah. They started right. plane <laughs> and became, <laughs> and became a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got to see a lot of uh, uh, California groups mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, they nobody down here ever heard of them uh so it was uh it was different the other thing that was different back then back in the 60s is when you went to a concert you didn't just see one group uh you saw multiple groups Mm -hmm. like i went to a concert once and i got to see the beach boys i got to see the association Mm -hmm. and i got to see gary puckett and the union gap so i saw those three groups uh, at at one concert was was Kenny Rogers in the association? Uh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm thinking of somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So so, so you you, so you really grew up in, in that hate Ashbury. Uh, uh, yeah, the yeah. Whole deal there with yeah. the dead and you know the the, the, the whole thing. Yeah, and the dead was, were always like a traveling. Yeah, it was it was circus. different. It really was. It was um, uh, terribly different. And right. uh, uh, it, it's funny, like I said, being such a big fan of the beach boys and i had oh ken i had all of their albums pet and, sounds oh yeah oh goodness yeah, yes yeah. all of them from Surfing USA. beginning oh yeah from beginning we had an eight track of the beach boys yeah. when i was little. you know you know the first album that i bought was a beach boys album it was beach boys endless summer oh and which, which, yeah. which, which, which was the two disc set yep and it had like all of the hits yeah oh yeah it was uh great great albums um but pet sounds is like the it is that's Pinnacle, right? Uh, well, believe it or not, that's the uh, that's the lever that uh, motivated the Beatles uh, to um, to write um, Sgt. Pepper. Mm-hmm. They heard Pet Sounds and they thought this is awesome. Right, we better do something, step up our game. Well, and uh, Brian Wilson's amazing. I mean, yeah. he always has. He, been. Yes, he, yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's, a, he is he's a, a prodigy, though. He's a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he really is. 
Um, so yeah, I like I said, uh, very Anne. I was in a band. I was in a garage band. When really? I was in high school and uh, what, what was the band. instrument? Uh, I was a saxophone and lead vocalist. What? Oh wow! But wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> How, how can you be playing the saxophone and the lead vocals at well, the same time? Well, you don't play the Not sax the, same the whole time. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. That's really kind of a, yeah. you know. Hey, a Mike Love of the Beach Boys. Did he play an instrument? Oh, you betcha. He was uh, quite a saxophone player, and he really? also played the keyboard. Yeah. Not as much, but right. he did. Huh. Uh, I, yeah. I did not know that. See, so I learn something new every day. But, uh, no, we had... Uh, uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, that was great music. I mean, oh, yeah. all of that music from, yeah. from the late 60s, early 60s. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we used to, like I said, we'd play, um, uh, you know, gigs uh, at some of the youth groups. Right. And, uh, and then uh, I got a kick out of it. We went to um, uh, the county fair up in Eustis. Okay. Okay. And, and Barbara and I got up there. It was the first year that we were here. And uh, we're walking around, and I asked somebody, where's the rest of it? That was it, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't like Woodstock. <laughs> no. Well, I know, but they used to have one in, in South Florida called the Youth Fair that was gigantic. Mm-hmm. And, and they would have, uh, they would have uh, you know, very known entertainers right. uh, there, and they had a big music thing. But when the first year that they had it, first or second year, we got to play the Youth Fair. Wow. Our group did. Really? And that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we, we got to we got to play uh, the youth fair and uh, it was a lot of fun. Well what what was your hairstyle when you back then? Did you, well, did you have a d- d- this is you know, we hadn't let it grow long yet. Oh okay, not okay. yet. Though. Not yet, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, you have this was uh, sixty six. Okay, so sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven. And so our hair was still um, you know, we were still pretty preppy, pretty right. Ivy League. Gotcha. And when I was in high school, okay, uh the boys uh were not allowed to have their hair touch their collar. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it did, they'd send you home and you couldn't come back until you got a haircut. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. That's the way uh, that's how it was. Yeah, that's how it was. So everybody had short hair. Um, but you know, once you get out of high school, then, you know, the hair started growing long. And I remember my, my brother, uh, went out to California for, oh God, he was out there for three or four months and he came back and his hair was, you know, down here. And I said, Oh, dad's going to kill you. <laughs> see, 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 if this show had a bigger budget, it could be like, this is your life. And we'd have like pictures of you and your band, you know, playing saxophone. So, oh, so tell me, okay. So your first concert was the beach boys Yep, from what you can recollect. Yeah. I, as oh. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. What was the first album you bought? Uh, the first, believe it or not, the first album I bought was Ray Charles. Really? Ray Charles country and Western. Uh, and if you look at it, it's he had two albums out then in 1962, and uh, one album was uh, the cover was red, mm-hmm. okay, and the other one was white, okay, okay. Yeah. So you know if you're looking, they're very easy to find. Uh, but yes, those, was he able to tell a difference? No, whether it was red or white. No, no, okay. he could not tell. Uh, <laughs> not in braille color. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, that you was, know sometimes I just have to ask the, the, the important questions. <laughs> Where's that sound? Nope, oh, wrong no, one. That's a good sound. There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, those the, that was my first album was Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. Yep. So so what what was the turning point when you know because you grew up in the '60s? So what right. what was what, what was the song you heard? Maybe it was on the radio that you you said, "Wow, that's something completely different. That's rock and roll." And 
was 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 there a song that you heard and that you said, turned oh, it on it. that yeah. switched it on yeah, that switched and said wow that's like Elvis maybe or no because Elvis was uh, Elvis believe was... it or not we had um, my brother and I had uh, Elvis forty uh, fives uh, back in I guess fifty seven uh, when he you know right. first came out and I was upset because he got mom gave us you know each a here forty five right. forty five for you and he got the one that had don't be cruel and hound dog. Uh, and oh wow! I, yeah. And I got the one that had "Love Me Tender" and <laughs> "Any Way You Want wow. Me." I think so. Well, you see, so you know who your mother favored. Yeah, she, she's <laughs> caring about you. Yeah. Let him be the hound dog right. and jailhouse rock guy. Right, all the good yeah. stuff. But uh, you know, it's funny. I don't remember all. I all I remember is that for a while, um, uh, there was. It must have been. I'm going to say about sixty or sixty-one. Uh, I heard quite a bit of Johnny Cash, okay. uh, so he was pretty good. But I, I think more than a song, Ken, it was a time. When I got into the seventh grade, uh, I guess I was uh, old enough to go, the seventh graders could go to the dances. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and in your high school dance. Yeah, yeah. and, and it was, um, you know, I'd go with, uh, with my buddies, and it was really, it was classic uh, you know, 60s, where the girls would line up on one, one side, side, the boys would line up on the other that side. That didn't change the in the 90s, the early like, 90s. Really? Oh, like, uh, like, like Footloose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. Just, like, Just like, that. like that. You know, Today, and, if they were to have dances, which you know, they, and they I, I'd, I'd walk across the, the gym mm-hmm. uh, to ask one of the girls to dance, and then when we got done, you know, I'd come back and start, uh, <laughs> you know, gabbing with the guys again. Right. And, and so it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was a, a time more than a song. Okay. Uh, seventh and eighth grades were, uh, you know, lots of music, so lots seventh of Seventh and eighth dance. grade was what? For me, it was uh, 62, 63, okay. 64. Oh, so yeah. that was pre-Beatles then? Cause the Beatles, oh, yeah, Beatles didn't yeah, come out. The Beatles weren't until 64. 64. Yep, yep. In fact... Was it Ed Sullivan in '64? No, he was. No, they were no, that was there. Later. He was. Uh, they were on uh, Jack Parr. I think, okay, uh, was one of the late night uh, programs that they were on. I can remember seeing them. Now wasn't Jack Parr before Johnny Carson? Right? Didn't Johnny take over for? I believe Jack so. Parr? Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I just remember seeing them, the Beatles. You know, and thinking, God, their hair is so long, and I mean, right. it's <laughs> nothing. It right. No. No. Because nothing. once Sgt. Pepper came out, they had beards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But it was no. It was nothing. In the eighties uh, hair bands. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So makeup and all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it was it was different. It really was. Um I still I enjoy that's I uh, get a kick out of it. That's what I like about YouTube is you can play any yes. song on there. Well what do you listen to today when you're in the car? What are you listening to? You know, it's it's funny. This is the sad part, okay? I consider um Orlando, okay, because mm-hmm. we're you know, the Orlando right. feed, I guess you got. Uh second tier music. Okay. All right, because all they play is you know '80s, and I'd like to listen to some '70s or '60s, and mm-hmm. uh, they don't play it. So when you see Sirius Radio, you you can have the I '70s. I know that's correct. I, I always have Yacht Rock because that's like all the overproduced. I love, you know, I I say. Alexa, play Yacht Rock. Play Yacht Rock, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's all the overproduced. It's the Doobie yeah. Brothers. It's, yeah. it's it's all of that. Uh, saw the Doobie Brothers in person. Oh, did, yeah. Yeah. oh, nice. Saw the Doobie Brothers. Uh, at a small place in Miami. They were awesome. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Now, uh, there was another place. It was like a coffee house in Miami. Uh, I got to see Dion. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I did see the association there, and that was really nice. Um, I got to see The Who, wow, uh, which was uh, quite different. And I was not inside. I was standing on a garbage can looking in the window at the doors and Jim Morrison. Wow. In, in Dinner Key. 
Uh, so that's crazy. Yeah, it was. So, so I couldn't get then, in. Well, yeah. <laughs> but back then, I'm, I'm sure Keith Moon was still alive. Oh yes. You yeah. Know, playing yeah. drums with Who. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Uh, it was like I said. It was. It was very different. Um, the the venues were, were different. Uh, some of the one. Some of the places that they played uh, aren't there anymore. Right. Uh, I got to see Tiny Tim. <laughs> I, I only saw Tiny Tim like a hundred times on Johnny Carson. He's always on Johnny <laughs> yeah. Carson playing that damn ukulele. Like, yeah. a, he was a character. He was. Well, yeah. Well, th- that's music. Yeah, so, it is. Uh, <laughs> th- this is where the end of the show is. Yep. And what I like to do with my guests okay. is is we're going to do a little bit of this or that. Okay. And then I've got two final questions for you before we check on out. We're ready. We're running out of uh, film in the cameras, <laughs> as they say. Okay. So it's called This or That. Okay. And um, I'm going to ask you some questions, and you give me this or that. This or that. Home cooking or dining out? Um, do you want me to say it? Yeah, one Okay, uh, home cooking. Otherwise, they're not going to hear you. Yeah, home, home <laughs> cooking. Beer or cocktails? Uh, beer. Domino's or Pizza Hut? Oh, my. Um, I'm going to say Domino's. Bacon or sausage? Oh, <laughs> Good bacon. Good bacon. Crunchy bacon. (laughs) uh, Recliner or rocking chair? Uh, Rocking chair. White bread or wheat? Wheat. Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oh, Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) Pancakes or waffles? Oh, pancakes. And the final question, and if Barbara's listening, pay attention because this is an important one. Yeah. Because this way you can take care of Chuck when he gets home. Yeah. Foot massage or back massage? Probably back. Back. There you go. Yeah. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Final two questions of the night. Okay. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself uh, as an 18-year-old uh, to be um, more engaging. Okay? It's funny. I went to a 20-year high school reunion, and I saw this girl, and uh, you know, I went up to her, and we were talking. I said, geez... I always had a crush on you. I said, I wanted to take you out so badly. She says, why didn't you ask me? Right. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid so, of rejection. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so that would be the first one. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, uh-huh. what would it say? Uh, Lord. Um, like a quote maybe that you live by? Or- uh, well, there, there are a couple things. Uh, that I was well, it's reading. a billboard, so people are driving yeah. by no, quick. No, no. Oh, um, <laughs> you're right. Um, eat right for your type. Eat right for your type. Oh, yeah. so, so, so now we got a healthy show. We're going yeah. Right now. <laughs> there's a there's a book out. It's called Eat Right for Your Type, and it's supposedly uh, it says that your um, body metabolizes things based on your blood type. Oh, okay. All right. So all it's right. based off of blood type. Yeah. Well, all and right. All right. We may need to read this book. Yeah, well, we? We, well, very interesting book. And I, I reading it's it. irrelevant. We have to know what our blood type yeah. is first. I, d- I know what mine oh, is. Oh, so I don't know what mine is. I, I lost uh, thirty five pounds after reading this. Really? Book. Yeah, I did. Wow. Are you O positive? I am. Are you? I am. Oh, are you, See, that's are what you I am. O positive. Doesn't yeah. doesn't matter yeah. if it's positive or negative. It's just it's the just blood the type. O. Okay. There's O, and then there's A. There's A, B, and B. All right, and uh, O. So, is, so o, what can o you eat? Oldest. What can you not eat? Just so I have like a little rundown. Um, it, believe it or not, it, it's based on um, uh, on the blood type, and one of the things that you have to give up is you have to give up coffee. I don't drink coffee. No, say you're ahead oh, of the game. <laughs> there you go. Are I you can't ready? Stand it. The hard part: you have to give up alcohol. 
Yes. Oh, see, I've been no, I've been can, toying with that. You can you can I've, have you can have beer because I never gained yeah. oh, a pound. Oh, wait, 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 wait! You can have beer and you can have tequila. I don't okay. like really? tequila. Yeah, have beer. All right, cool. Yeah, it's just me. it's the way it's distilled, and uh, those are you know uh, two that you can have. What I had to give up is I had to give up uh, tomatoes because we're not supposed to have tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, really like tomatoes. Much, uh, so. You're supposed to give up uh, pastries. You know, and I love donuts. I can do without that. He I, loves donuts. I, I, I can do without it. I been on a donut king kick for like three weeks, and and I'm not usually a donut guy. Yeah, but all of a sudden, I love them. And donut. and I, I force myself. I used to sit down and I'd eat five or six donuts at a time. That's why I weighed a lot more than I do wow. now. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can do without yeah. pastries. It's, yeah. it's the one thing that's hard right now yeah. is alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We like that's, our drink. We're I know because <laughs> we're always poolside. Yeah. Well, that's why. Yeah. We're in a ticket bar and all that. You know, it's it's um it's a neat book. It really is. It uh, it tells you the foods that are uh, that encourage weight gain, it, uh, and it uh, tells you the foods that uh, would help you lose weight. What and is it called again? Eat, eat right. right for yeah. your type, and it's four. The number four. Eat right. I'm sure I can get it on Amazon with what, yeah, some yeah. of my points. Yeah, that won't yeah. cost us anything. Um, and it's. Um, I need to read this. Yeah, it's like I said. It's very interesting to me. It made sense. Right. You know, and I wasn't getting punished. Uh, by that, I have a I'd have a chicken breast, a sweet potato, some broccoli uh, for dinner, mm-hmm. and then or a piece of fish, you know. And then afterwards, I'd have a handful of uh, chocolate covered raisins, mm. uh, you know, to just take care of my sweet tooth. And um, I love chocolate covered raisins. And it worked. I like chocolate covered anything. Yeah, <laughs> chocolate covered <laughs> cat. It's, it's good. You shit. don't like chocolate well, covered <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> but it, but it worked, Ken. It really did. Well, I, well, we'll have to. Yeah. yeah, and there were he has to find out what his blood type. That is, is correct. Yeah, because yeah, if it's different, then, then I'll gain five hundred pounds. No, if it's different, there's a different uh, recipes that oh, okay. different blood types follow. Right. And cool. like I said, uh, work for me, and I know uh, many people that it has. It's funny, um, and I know we got to watch time. Yeah, I, I need the cameras dying. Yeah, so well, there was a uh, <laughs> there's a, a, a new. Uh, New doctor in town, uh, Sean Martin. He's uh, has transcend uh, more of an orthopedic. Oh, uh, he's guy. in Montverde. That is correct. Yeah. Minuteman Print. We actually do his printing. So yeah. hi, Doc. Hey, Doc. Hey, Thank Sean. You for the business. Uh, but anyway, he did a um, uh, uh, chamber breakfast mm-hmm. uh, when it was at Sunny's, and uh, and he, <laughs> I kind of you know horned in on his territory a little. <laughs> <laughs> I started talking about the eat right for Great. your diet because <laughs> he was talking about. Uh, different methods and he had heard about it but he didn't realize that somebody had as much information <laughs> as they did sure well because yeah. you read three yeah. books a week holy right. shit you know, you know reading all the time yeah so uh, um, before we go it's a name of the company gainsford insurance and how can they reach you they can call me at 954-258-8607 that's my uh, broward county line that i have had since i think 1988 1986 something like that I can't get rid of it. Um, they can always call me. I, I'd love to be a resource. Uh, you have email? Uh, I have an email. It's uh, cggains at AOL. Can't give up the AOL. I've had that since the <laughs> beginning of time. Um, but, um, yeah, whatever questions you have, uh, use me as a resource. I'm really good as far as uh, retirement plans, qualified plans. In other words, qualified uh, meaning that uh, it is qualified by the Department of Labor and the IRS. Uh, because those are the two you have to watch out for. Right. Uh, you know, those are the ones that you have to uh, be compliant with. Um, so, yeah, and I, like I said, I enjoy what I do. I do. Well, like I say, everybody, um, don't wait until you need insurance. It's yeah. better to investigate. 
Uh, Chuck's got a ton of information, a ton of knowledge. You can reach out to him. You can even just talk to him about where you're at, where you're at financially, health-wise, and what your plan is for the future because the future can come quicker than you think. So, uh, again, Chuck, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Oh, this was great. had a great time. Yeah. Lisa, thank you as usual. You're looking beautiful back there, and at least you're not sleeping on your computer tonight. (laughs) And, uh, hey, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday with Tom and Jackie Peterson with Splash Social Marketing. There you go. They'll be here. Don't miss that show because it's all about marketing, using the Internet, using Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, you name it. They are the experts, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for stopping in.